Attention audience, thank you for joining us on yet another uh, Friday Films Review. Uh, this is Jordan and Eric. Hello, hello. Um, and guess what? We're excited because not only is it Friday, but we are still doing the James Bond franchise with which movie, Eric? Continuing with Numero Dos in the franchise. Probably my favorite title in the series, as I said at the end of the last episode, from Russia with love. It is. It's it's definitely, I think, the it's best just, Bond title. It's such just such a pimp title. It really it, is. It really is. It really is. It's, um, a, it's a great title. <laughs> it even like fits the movie pretty well too. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I, I love the like the little little um, subtle things they throw in the movie mm-hmm. about it, which is great. Even though you're never in Russia. You... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. The, yeah, the now movies, that you mentioned it, you're never in Russia in the movie. You, you go, now that you mentioned it, you go from from Venice, Italy to to Turkey to back to England, or or from Turkey to England back to Venice. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. you're never in never in Russia, but you deal with some Russians. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty much it's pretty much it, and the Russians aren't really even part of the movie they're just kind of like the decoy so to speak yeah it's a pawn pawn which is like the best thing pit pit russia versus england well this movie also came out in a big uh uh cold like like big cold war i mean like the 60s 70s Mm -hmm. and and and, you know early to mid 80s was was the cold war and this was like like, this release what 63 yeah uh 1964 in in the u.s yeah um, it was late '63 like in the UK, but yeah, okay. it, literally like the first three or four Bond movies are like a a year apart. Year apart. They released okay. like every year. Um, but I mean, movies back then didn't take as long to make as ones now with massive CGI budgets and this kind of that's you know, true. This that because I, I will say the ending credits were over in like a heartbeat. Like I remember the credits start rolling. I walked out of the room and I came back. It was already done. Back to the main title. Well, I'm keep, like. What? <laughs> Keep in mind the reason why is because like in all of these Bond movies that we're going to be seeing, just like any older film, the credits are all at the beginning. That's why the intro sequences are so long. No, that's true. That's is true. the credits are at the beginning because it was against um, the uh, drawing a blank, drawing a blank. But anyway, the 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 the, the film, the, like the Screen Association, huh. um, to put credits at the end, you had to credit people first before you started your movie. Otherwise, uh, you were otherwise you were fined. The first movie to do that, to not put credits at the beginning, was Star Wars in 1977. Hmm. That's why they intro with the crawl and everything, and they took a... George Lucas thought putting credits at the beginning ruined the flow of his movie, so he'd, he'd rather pay the fine and put them at the end than put them at the beginning. And it started a trend. That's, that's great. The, that's one that's of my fun, fun fact. facts today, along one with of the many fun others from like Rush for the Love. But yeah, man, so From Russia with Love, um, the second in the Sean Connery Bond movies, uh, still directed by Terrence Young. Movie came out May 24th, 1964. Again, a PJ rating. And a little bit longer than Dr. No with one hour and 55 minute runtime. So about five still minutes longer bad. than Dr. No. Yeah, it wasn't no, bad. I mean, a good two hour or, or under flick, I really appreciate. That's like prime movie time. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it gets longer than that, unless it's like really, really sucking me in, like I mean, I know Avengers Endgame was like two hours and forty-seven minutes, and it was worth every minute of it. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that kept you in. Some movies that run like two and a half hours, it's like man, you could have yeah, cut like forty-five much. minutes off yeah. this bad boy. Yeah, two hours is like the the sweet. That's spot. the prime. That's the sweet spot. Um, budget for this film actually 
doubled that of Doctor No. Doctor No, if you remember, was uh, one point one million. This one was yep. This one was two million. Um, So literally doubled the budget. And I think you can. I don't know about you, but I think you can tell. Like yes. uh, a lot of the stunts um, were a little bit more refined. A lot of things were bigger. There were a lot more big uh, uh, action set pieces mm-hmm. Th- mm-hmm. than were in Doctor No, and the locations were. I was gonna say location was the biggest yeah, thing. They were they were in they multiple s- locations. Yeah. Rather than the whole movie taking place in Jamaica in, with with Doctor mm-hmm. Doctor No, um, so you can definitely see where the where the money was spent um, for this one. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely, it definitely worth it too. I mean, not only does it shows, but um, I think it was worth the extra money they put into the movie because it definitely made the, like you said, the quality of the movie a little bit better too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, with that said, do you just want to jump into it? Let's let's jump into it, my man. All right, it starts with Bond chasing some guy in a weird maze. Yeah. Or like the front yard of some mansion. Well, just to jump off, just to jump off this real quick, not to not to immediately interrupt. Um, but I completely forgot, having it been so long since I've this, seen this movie, that this movie just straight up starts. Yes, like you get it the, does. you get it the bond. Right yeah, you get the bond gun scene, and then it just starts. Like you don't get the the actual bond intro right away for, for like the first you know three or four minutes. You know, it's it's it just jumps into this little prequel thing basically mm-hmm. um which i was kind of surprised i did surprised with i completely forgot about that but anyway yeah we're in the uh we're in the maze we're doing the maze hunt between bond and some blonde guy yes yeah, so we have no clue who he is and they're kind of like sneaking around trying to catch each other mm-hmm. bond tries to you know make a shot and then uh this other guy gets the best of them and just like that like what two three minutes into the movie bond's dead <laughs> done. Credits it's done. All right. So Forget now the rest we get, of the franchise. Now we get done. the ranking. Was it uh was it better or worse than Doctor No Jordan? <laughs> I think it was better. That two minutes. Two minutes. Oh my It was great. an intense two minutes though. Some of the intense, <laughs> non spoken uh dialogue I've ever seen. It's great. <laughs> great. So um but then you find out like spotlights come on, the rest of the, you know, troops or whatever come out and you realize this is like a training session. And then they go to Bond on the ground, and they mm-hmm. pull off this horrible-looking, you know, fake rubber Halloween mask. Yeah, it looked like when it was guy. peeling off, it straight up looked like <laughs> yeah. those those plastic Halloween masks we wore when yeah. we were kids. Uh, Wonderful. And you realize it's not Bond. It was, you know, staged. Uh, I tell you what, though. Those guys should really talk to Ethan Hunt and um, IMF, because they've got some really work, good facial masks. Work on mask. mask technology a little bit. Yeah, you know, maybe get some little better technology with this mask because it would probably be a little bit more believable. But yeah, so this ended up being a training exercise for Spectre. Yes, which you don't really kind of, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Because at first I thought Bond, it was like a training session with other Bond agents. Well, not Mm -hmm. Bond, but other agents with Bond and Bond was training them. Uh But I was like, nope, that's, Bond died on that one. (laughs) Or the guy who played Bond died on that one, so... Um, then we go into this is, and then that's like the first two or three minutes, and then we roll right into the uh, the the intro sequence. The yes. intro sequence. Um, yeah. Go ahead. You, you know, I was going to say I loved this intro. I did too. As I far really as, enjoyed like, this one. Special effects go. I thought it was really clever. 
uh, again, because this is another one of those movies I think I might have seen one or two scenes you uh-huh. know, on TV or something over the years. But again, this is one of the ones that I do not remember majority of the movie. So this was all kind of like a new experience for me. Yeah. And just watching the intro with the way they did the names and then the colors and all on the dancers. It, yep. It's, best I could tell, it was as simple as... Them dancing put, in front of a projector. That's what exactly, it looked like to Yeah, me. they just yeah. put it all up on a projector, threw it up, and they danced. And then the way that their bodies hit the light and all created the different effects. And yeah. I thought that was the coolest, smartest thing I've ever seen for, again, the older style of um, special effects. Uh-huh. Doing more physical special effects and not so much on the computer editing and all, which for the time made more sense. But I feel like it gives it a more natural... Um, I guess effect in the movie. Yeah, and this so, is I think this it. is like the I think in a lot of ways this movie uh, and and we'll get to them, but especially with the intro sequence, this movie really starts to flesh flesh out and feel like the Bond movies we know and love. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Doctor No was 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 great. Don't get me wrong, but there was a lot of things about Doctor No that was like you're. You can you can tell everyone's trying to kind of figure out how this character is going to be adapted to screen, how they need to do this and that, you know, mm-hmm. lower budget. They were, you know, still trying to, you know, flesh things out. And you can definitely see in this movie that not only are they more comfortable with um, the character and the 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 world, but they're more comfortable with the the vibe that they want to portray with Bond, which is why you have the belly dancers in the very beginning, you know, mm-hmm. not like color coded like they were in the original in, in Dr. No full yeah. belly dancers, the effects, it goes on for like a decent little time, you know? Um, <clears throat> but no, I really enjoyed the, uh, the belly dancing intro. And I love that the, uh, the only time you see the belly dancer do the belly thing was when was Sean like, Connery's name yeah, was on her belly. Right <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. all right, that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. And I was way like, to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, post intro. Like, Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say then, like right after that, it pretty much goes to the the chess scene, right? Yeah, it, it literally fades straight into the chess scene where you got two guys placing, playing uh, playing chess in um, in Russia. And this this uh, there was a fact I didn't really include in my trivia, but this uh, was based on uh, like the moves and stuff they made was based on one of the Russian World Championship chess matches that took took place in the same year. Um, oh, okay. So, like the the moves they were making were the winning moves from from mm-hmm. the the Russian national chess champion uh, of that year, which I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, um, I was reading not really up on trivia, but apparently in this scene, uh, and, and I'd have to go back and rewatch it because I didn't catch it. But apparently, in some of the scenes, the ceiling looks two different um, two different ways, mm-hmm. and I guess it's because they had to. Uh, pretty much create like a painting or moral painting or something to block the, the lighting from some of the scenes. Yeah. So like in one scene, the, the ceiling looks one way and the next scene, it looks different because they like put this like weird painting or whatever up to try and yeah. help block all the stage lights and stuff like that. It was one of the things I was reading on IMDb a little bit ago. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like, I have to go back and rewatch that. Cause I don't remember that. But yeah, apparently in like one scene it's like blue and the next scene there's arches or something. Mm hmm. You got to get into, you, you got to do what you got to do, right? Especially yeah, in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you got these two people playing a chess game and then one of them, you know, gets the stealth spy note, you know, gets a glass delivered to him and there's the, the well, w- what we know is is the Spectre logo, but you don't know at the time. 
Mm-hmm. The little so, octopus thing. Exactly, exactly. Sitting there, so he knows he has to go. Um, you know, check in. Um, so he wins the chess match. Uh, goes on into this this yacht area, and then you've got the classic. You know, and Mr. This, Bigglesworth. Yeah, seeing this scene uh, reminds me of so many, so many different franchises that have, that have aped it. Um, since then, like you, you mm-hmm. had um, uh, uh, Inspector Gadget with Claw, you know, you never see yeah. his face. He's always yep. just stroking the cat. I mean, it's the same thing. And this is, um, and they even did that in like Pokemon for the longest time until they kind of revealed who, like, oh, with the Giovanni, team leader was. Yeah. yeah, who Giovanni yeah. was. Um, but yeah, so you've got the you've got the big that bad there wearing his ring, stroking the cat. Um, who I called Bigglesworth through this whole movie. That'll work. I'll take it. Good old Bigglesworth. And then you've got you've got the guy from the chess match, and then you've got a new Russian female there who is number three, and the guy from the chess match is number five. That's how I'm going to refer to him as because I don't remember their names from the movie. So it's going to no, be number I three just, and number five. I know their numbers. Yeah, I just remember three ended up being like a general or something. Yeah, she was some big Russian some KGB Russian person general, yeah. that, that left, defected, and went to uh, went to work for Spectre. Um. Mm-hmm. So well, I think she was about, both. Like I think she was still a Russian general, but worked for Spectre. Well, they made a reference that she was she did not work for them anymore because they uh, wanted okay. to make sure the girl that she recruited wouldn't know that she did not work for Russia anymore. Like that, they were that makes more sense. Okay, yeah, she did not work for Russia anymore, but only a few people because she defected. It, they kind of closed her file, so no one really knew she left because you don't uh, want to you don't want to admit that one of your big people goes to the enemy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they're having this meeting and they reference, they're talking about bond. They're talking about, they reference, you know, what happened with Dr. No and in, in mm-hmm. crab key from the last movie. So Spectre's all pissed out, pissed off about, you know, bond taking out their, their agent, Dr. No. Um, so then we basically just, this is where we just get the, the get the mission. You know, what their, what their goal is, is, is pretty to, much try and trap Bond and yep. get this uh, special encoder or whatever. Yeah, it's what, a I decoder. What it's, just, called it. it's basically like the Enigma machine from World War II. It's just a special cryptic decoder, you know, for transmitting messages and whatnot. Um, it's just the MacGuffin of the movie. There's always a MacGuffin that you have to collect. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. it's just the MacGuffin of this movie. Um, and it's basically basically Spectre's just trying to operate behind the scenes to pitch uh, Russia and uh, England against each other. Mm-hmm. Um, for this MacGuffin, and they're trying to get the MacGuffin for themselves, but using Bond to do it. And then once they get Bond, you know, their plans to frame it on him and then kill him. You know, yeah. So win, 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 win across the board for Spectre in their in, in their point of view. Which is smart. I'm not gonna lie, Spectre is mm-hmm. really smart when it comes to their diabolical plans. Yep. So then we then we go to we have the woman who takes takes lead um, on yep. this she goes on this to... whole project. She goes to Spectre Island. Uh, yep. Which is like their training facility mm-hmm. to recruit the, the 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 big bad, and this is the training facility that we see in the very beginning of the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. um, to recruit the you know the the big bad agent, you know Spectre's top prospect, their their anti bond, so to speak. Yes, which you is know. like a, a former prison member or something. Yeah, former former Irish prisoner, you know, defected, and you know. Whose name I missed in the beginning of the movie, so I kept calling him prisoner throughout the whole movie. Um, Then I realized his name was was his name. Red uh, Red, Red Grant, and it was um, Donald, I think. Donald Red Grant. 
Yeah. Donald, yeah. Donald yeah. Red Grant, yeah. Played played by Robert Shaw, Robert Shaw, who will go mm-hmm. on to play um, Quint in Jaws. <clears throat> Didn't piece that one together. Yep. yep. I, I immediately recognized him. I knew he looked familiar, <laughs> but I just I couldn't be yeah, together. Yeah. He just dyed his hair blonde, which that becomes a... That's like step one, man. That becomes a reoccurring theme in like nine different James Bond movies. There's a there's a a, a, a anti bond that is like a bigger guy with blonde hair. Yep. It's they just keeps coming back. They just keep feeding these big blonde guys <laughs> to to bond. Wow. So um, anyway, they were they recruit him. Uh, mm-hmm. The you know, number three punches him in the gut just to kind of test his fortitude. Which, like I said in the last movie, I was immediately like, "Ow!" with brass knuckles too. Yeah, and he doesn't flinch. So she's like, he's good. He's a, all right, he's right good. on. Yeah, he's fine. We'll take him. Um, then she moves on to recruit Tatiana. I don't remember her last name. Um, I don't either. Um, as the, I can't, they call her something else when she gets her, her fake name later on. I can't remember what they call it. Well, either. The, her, she, she, she told James to call her Tanya for short. That's what she's like. My friends call me Tanya. Um, so we're, we'll refer to as Tanya from here on out. Um, but they recruit Tanya as a spy who already works for the Ru- Russian government um, to provide false information mm-hmm. to Come the on. enemy. So Tanya does not know she's working for Spectre. She's under the impression she's still ro- working for the Russian government. Mm-hmm. But she um, knows who Bond is and she knows that Bond's her target. Yes, exactly. You know, do what, do what you got to do to give them inaccurate information. Um, then we basically cut straight back to jolly old England. Yep. Where we've got <laughs> Bond J- on a boat with a girl. Yep, Bond with Sylvia Trench from the first movie. Yep. So Sylvia Trench makes a makes a makes a repeat. You know, they're getting getting busy there on a boat, and Bond gets mm-hmm. his his spy call and his in his Bentley. And I like know. how she's playing with the phone, and uh, Money Penny was like, um, "Yeah, old old case file. That sounds interesting." <laughs> um, He's like, "I'll be there in but- an hour." I will <laughs> say this: this girl in a boat scene seems to be real popular in the first two movies. Oh yeah, yeah. So boats, boats, boats were a big thing in the sixties. <laughs> yes, I can tell. I can tell. Uh, so yeah, he gets the call, on, which I love because he just answered on his his car, his phone right mm-hmm. there. I didn't know that technology was uh, that great that he could get special yep. phone calls directly in his car, like we use Bluetooth nowadays, and that's amazing. <laughs> Well, this yeah, is where we get Bluetooth. like you and I were talking about briefly before we started the recording. Is like this is this is where we start seeing the gadgets for the first yeah, time. Yeah, like, this movie has a couple gadgets. Like we didn't even mention Which, the wash that watch that the. Uh, oh um, yeah, that the that um, red red, red Grant had in the training exercise that he, uh, garroted the fake bond with. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the mission is to recover Tanya, who has contacted the English government wanting to defect. From mm-hmm. Russia, um, of course, on her with side, she's device. just providing them with false information with this device. So Bond's mission is just to basically go there, find her, and and uh, go to because Istanbul. She, uh, specifically find her. Asked for Bond to do exactly, the mission. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And um, take her take her back to England with the device safely. And the best part is, like, when he's in the office and talking to M and all that, they all know. They're like, "It's a trap." Like, yeah, most definitely, it's a trap. Let's do it anyway. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spring it either way. Um, and then we get we meet Q. Good old Q comes in 
which is the for the first this is a different actor than the Q was in the the last film but it's important to note this actor Desmond uh Le, Le, I, I can never remember how to pronounce his last name Le, Lewelin Lewelin I believe Desmond Lewelin who will go on to play Q in every single James Bond movie up to World is Not Enough in 1999. He okay. appears in I knew 17 I James him. Bond yeah. movies. I knew yeah. I recognized him. I was like, I know I've seen him. I was like, maybe I'm just getting mixed up with someone else. I no. thought that was the same Q. I'm like, well, oh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But he, I didn't, we will I see didn't him, look him in up. every movie. The only, like the first movie he did not appear in was, was the last Pierce Brosnan movie, Die Another Day in 2002. Um, okay. He was, he, he, he died well, I remember bet- between from... World's Not Enough. Go ahead. Okay, I remembered him from one of the Pierce Brosnan movies, yeah. and that's why I was like, "He reminds me of Q from the later movies." I was like, "Nah, I can't it's be him." Same and I, guy, I didn't look man. it up because this is like the only like two three minutes you see Q in the whole movie, so yeah. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, "He just looks really familiar." Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, that that's awesome. Yep, the exact same actor in 17 Bond movies. Like, oh, he's he's the and like like the, the trivia is he's the only actor from any of the Bond movies who acted with four of the six or or five of the six Bonds. He's he's been That's in awesome. he's been with five of the six bonds, uh, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, you, you, not too people can say that. Yeah, big bucket of win, big bucket mm-hmm. of win. He will be missed, um, and has already been missed. But anyway, so we get this cool gadget briefcase from Q. You know, you put the switches one way, it blows up. You got the little stick outside knife. You got the little mm-hmm. coinage that in the inside, the bullets from the bottom, the uh, the gun. You know that folds into itself and everything. Yep. Yep. You know all these all these cool gadgets. We start we start seeing uh, Q hand out to Bond. Um, all in its own carrying case. All in its own it. carrying case. Uh, and then we basically we just choice. go straight to Istanbul, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say because um, oh, what, uh, real quick before he does go to Istanbul, one thing that I caught at the end of the scene, like after he gets his gadgets on, he goes to talk to Money Penny again on his way out. And um, of course, the classic M pages Money Penny while they're trying to do their work oh, yeah, flirt yeah, thing. This, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know he's like, you know, make sure Bond gives a picture back to you because he's not going to need it once he recognizes the girl or whatever. Just enough to like break the scene, like and like. All right, mm-hmm. well now it's time to go. What I love is that Bond signs the picture, the title of the movie from Russia with love. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's just he he does it backwards. So he's like with love, and then he types on from, from Russia. Russia. <laughs> I was like, that is great. Yeah. So I, that, that I, was my little like, oh, that's cool. I really enjoyed um, that as well. But then yeah, he pretty much jumps on a plane and goes to Istanbul, and um, I did like how they. Uh, one of those little spy tactics they threw in, like I mentioned from the first movie or last review, when he gets there, and I didn't catch it at first, but then I caught it, especially the second time when they mm-hmm. used it. They do their little code. Yeah, they when ask they introduce for a light for the cigarette with the, with the cigarette thing. and all. Yeah, because yeah. at first they that's did repeated it. Like, like three or four times in the movie yes. until at the mm-hmm. end it ends up being used against them. Yeah, um, but um, it wasn't until he bonds like after doing the whole routine, closed up the cigarettes and put it back in his pocket. And I'm like. Okay, I know what that yeah, was now. Yeah. It's spy tactics. I got. That was you. just okay, making cool. sure we're we're talking to the right people right now. Yes, yes. Um, 
But then, of course, naturally, like every Bond movie, anytime he shows up at any airport, he becomes be- he's he's being followed. Yeah. Um, but the driver doesn't seem it as a big deal. You know, it's it's the Russians. You know, they follow us. We follow them. It's kind of that. Yeah. It's it's like it's the whatever every day. Yeah. You know? It's a typical Tuesday. Yeah. It's 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 no big. It's their little dance they played in there. Exactly. It's no big deal. So we go straight to to meeting with the gentleman. Uh, I believe this guy's name is what 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 was uh, Key Key, I think is his last name. Um, I forget what his actual name was because I wrote down um, Kiram. It's like Kiram, okay. Ali Kiram Bay, I think was technically his name. Yeah. But um, I think they refer to him as Kiram Bay. Bay, that's what I was thinking of. Yes, Kiram. Well, Kiram's what we refer to him as then. Um, yeah, well, that, that's what <clears throat> I refer to him as is, is Kiram. But yeah, this is where he meets Kiram, which was pretty much like his main contact. It's his, it's his quarrel in this movie, basically. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. more Felix, but well, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, you're right. Yeah, it's his Felix in this movie. His 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 buddy on buddy on the other side, basically his his middleman. Mm-hmm. You know, his his guy in the trenches, so to speak, um, who has like apparently we find out has like a million kids all over the country that just <laughs> he just communicates yeah, like, with. <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. It's like, yeah, my, my whole business is run by family because you know, yeah. blood's better than everything. Yeah. So, so that's like my everyone, son. That's everyone my son. See, uh, that's my son. Yep. Everyone you see with Karen or who, who Karen calls uh, to, to help him and Bond throughout the whole movie is a relative of his, which I thought was kind of funny. Yep. Um, but we have that little meeting, and then Bond goes to his hotel does the classic looking around the room and everything, just like he did in the last movie, except for this time he finds that he's being surveilled. You mm-hmm. know, he finds little camera behind the, the, the painting. He finds that the um, telephone's been tapped, you know. And what does he do? He just calls for a different room. The only room that's available is the honeymoon suite. I'll take it, sure, you know. Yeah. Or the bridal suite... So just a little side note on that. Oh, okay. And then we literally cut back to uh, Kiram in in his office, and he's got his lady friend there yes, you know, now, trying to get all sexy time and whatnot. In, in between that, there's a quick scene that I, I wrote down just because I almost missed it at first. Um, you see Grant doing something with the, the Russians that were uh, following them from the airport in that car, he pretty much took that car and beat up one of the Russian drivers and threw him in the back of the car. Yeah. And yeah. kind of staged it in front of the um, place that they were staying at. Yeah, he's basically setting up things behind the scenes. Yeah, this is where so, he starts kind of playing the, the Russians. Playing the both sides the, against each yeah, other. England. Yeah. Um, but not really, you know, it, pretty much staying behind the scenes, but kind of making it appear like it's somebody else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a little quick scene in there cause I missed that at first and I was like, wait a minute, what was he doing there? And I'm like, I oh, actually, okay. forgo- I actually forgot about that scene. I'm glad you brought that one up. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we, then we cut to back with Kiram here who's, you know, sitting there at his desk and everything, minding his own business, doing his thinking over the plan or whatever. I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah. Lady friend wants to make sexy time and he's not having it at first. And he's like, all right, let's make sexy time. And then boom, big explosion goes off. Right near Kieran's desk, um, you know, nearly in, interrupts. Like these movies are all about interrupting sexy time. I have a big problem with that. You know, they are, aren't they? <laughs> like they're just just sexy times constantly being interrupted. It's ridiculous. Um, no, like everyone needs to just 
mutual respect, whether you're in war or not, a tie on the door means a tie on the door. You know, respect the tie. <laughs> Don't blow me up if there's a tie in my door. Wait till the tie's off the door. Um, if only it worked like that. I know, right? That's the key to world peace, putting a tie on every door. <laughs> <laughs> on every door, yeah. <laughs> now, what I like about this, though, is um, this is where you essentially see the Batcave, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because uh, Bond gets called to help investigate, and, you know, they yep. <clears throat> go in through the tunnels underneath um, and he, the buildings. And, of course, Bond's making his little little quirks here and there like he's a little um i forget exactly what he says but he makes some comment because uh um kieran was talking about how he was spending time with the the woman when things went like chaotic and the explosions went off and i forget what bond says but bomb makes some type of little comment about that uh be trying to be funny and all that his quips this movie were far more subtle than they were in the last one yes which i think made them better Definitely Which I think, yeah, yeah, because I don't remember mm-hmm. all of them, but I remember the moments watching it going, uh, yeah, I yeah, I just did like, uh, you know? yeah, like a little chuckle to myself, like that one, yeah, funny. yeah, I, but I, I don't remember the individual quips, yeah. Um, um but anyway, Kiram takes him all the way under through the tunnels and everything to his little secret area that he's been spying underneath the Russian embassy, <laughs> yeah. I immediately thought down periscope, too, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, check Which, this out. I got this from the Navy. <laughs> Basically, he's got a periscope poking through the floor of the Russian embassy so he can and, like, spy. No one notices a giant periscope just coming up out of the floor. <laughs> I immediately thought like when it showed when it showed the shot of you know, the periscope and you could see how like the carpet was kind of pushed up like over the camera. Yeah. So like it was under the carpet looking around. I immediately thought about the uh, the monster from, from the the garbage monster from Star Wars with the eyeball poking up. <laughs> you know, that's good too. <clears throat> that's the I was first thing like, that came you know, to my maybe mind. Maybe just like popped up out of like a table and the plant sitting on top of it and the plant's just spinning around yeah, or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they look at this no periscope thing that. for a while and they're they're identifying this person, that person. You know, they're just these big wins, where... big wins between the Russian and the and some other people. But this is also where I think we are introduced to what they considered the the Russian. I don't want to say he was an assassin, but he was some type of like really really bad guy. Because Kieran refers to someone else they couldn't see, and then the first guy moves, and they see him in the yeah, background. Like, oh, him. this is a really really bad guy. Like, yeah. you know, keep an eye on him. Make sure you remember him because he's really really bad. And then he makes an appearance later on too. He does. Like he makes an appearance in the next scene, and then dies in the scene after that. It does, he doesn't last very long. <laughs> no, that's true. That just I think the next scene just kind of dragged out a little longer than I was thinking. Yeah, the the next scene did drag out a little while longer. Um I kind of liked it though. Um No, it was it was a good fit for the movie, um especially with the way the story was going. Yeah. Um cuz like this is the point they're like, well, the Russians had bad guys or worse guys and they just bombed us. So we should, you know, try and go elsewhere. Yeah, let's go find some friends. So let's go to, um, you know, party with the gypsies. Yep, go to a gypsy camp. Kiram's, Kiram's like family to these gypsies, apparently. I'm sure he's got like nine kids that are gypsies somewhere down there. <laughs> yeah. So, I wonder you know, how many he wives just, he had because he's got like kids everywhere. I wonder how many wives he has. He just strolls in like nobody's business, you know, and Bond's welcomed in and whatnot. Um, you know, of course, we got, a, we got a belly dancing scene. A little bit of flirty flirty with Bond on that one, which the belly dancing scene was nice, but it did go on a little bit too long. Um, and yep. apparently there's this epic girl fight where two gypsy women are after the same man. Yes. So yeah. Cause that's how it's tradition introduced. is you 
yeah, gypsy tradition is you just fight it out, literally. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, word. So we have a full-blown girl fight in the middle of this movie. <laughs> yep. two girls gypsy just, girl fight. Two gypsy girls are just fighting it out for the right to marry the, the, the guy that they both like. Until um, the Russians come and crash the party. That's right. Bad guys show up. We've got gun, gunfight ensues. You know, the camp starts burning. You know, the gypsies pull out their guns, start fighting. Bond pulls out his gun, starts fighting. Um, we honestly get more bullets fired in this one scene than we got in the entirety of the last movie. Yes. Um, yep. Like, and then, like um, three times as many. Although, I have to say, the uh, blood special effects did not get much better when Kieran got shot in the shoulder. No, no. It but was just more red paint. I will say, so far, they're limi- limiting the blood effects to once per movie. <laughs> that's true. That's true. They they at least make it so that you can't really tell in the other, um, like other times that people are getting shot and injured mm-hmm. and all. Which well, is I think good. that's, kinda, I think that's that keeping that, P, that, that PG rating, too. Yeah. Because um, I don't know if PG-13 existed in the 60s. I don't remember. I think it went straight from PG to R. I don't think there was that any makes sense. PG-13. Um, um, now this is also where you see Red aiming at Bond for a good bit until mm-hmm. you see Red saving Bond. Yep, operating as a man, man behind the scenes, operating again. Mm-hmm. Because and I, I as do we like know how from the plan, they can't kill Bond until Bond steals what they need them to. Exactly, because then they can pin it on Bond. Yes. And I like how Red is used in this so far up into this movie, just enough. A little mm-hmm. bit here, a little bit there, just to keep you kind of knowing what the story is, but guessing yeah. at the same time, like, all right, you kind of going with the flow of it. Like, I, I think show that was him, well, well done. They show him often enough to remind you that he is operating behind the scenes to progress, progress this plot. You know, just because you mm-hmm. don't don't see him on camera doesn't mean he's not working or not there. Um, but anyway, you know, fight ensues. Bond saves him. Um Bond has offered the two fighting gypsy girls as a thank you for yeah, helping he's, the camp. Well, <laughs> there, okay, so there's a little bit more to it. Um, yeah. He's during this fight scene, he saves the main like gypsy leader. Yeah, he saves his life, and so the gypsy leader's like, "Oh, thank you, you know, for saving me. You're now one of my sons, or I consider you one of my sons." And then uh-huh. Bond's like, "All right, well, can you do me a favor and whatever's going on with the gypsy girls? Can you like not have them fight to their yeah. death?" Just figure it guy. out. <laughs> and so Kieran's like, oh, yeah. He says, you know, you don't have the stomach to be a gypsy, but um, they're they're your problem now. So you have to decide which one. <laughs> so he gets both of them. He's like, well, it might take yeah. a while to, to, to figure that out. <laughs> they're yours now, so you figure it out. <laughs> but anyway, of course, implied sexy time occurs. Um, and then it pretty much jumps into now Bond and Kieran, after all that, and they leave the gypsies on because mm-hmm. like I was trying to somewhere it just seemed like it jumps too much for me. But uh, once the scene played out a little bit more, I figured out what they were doing because at first I had no clue. But you see what? the two of them going essentially after um, the Russian assassin guy. Yeah, because he, he they, they retreated from the gypsy camp. So so yep. Bond and Kiram are basically chasing them down. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where Bond breaks out his his secret sniper rifle that folds all up into the stock. Mm hmm. Um, and first, he's going to take the shot, and then Kieran wants to take the shot as revenge for for him being shot, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and I think for other Kieran reasons too, because yeah, uh, two more of Kieran's yeah. sons go and unlock come the door, up and, knock on the yeah, door to bait and out I, the Russian guy. 
if I remember correctly, Kiram said he had previous dealings with this uh, this guy, and so that why it was, that's one of the reasons why it was a little bit more personal. Yeah, um, a little bit more revenge for him. But yeah, so he um, he gets the gun ready to go shoot, but Kiram ends up you know taking the gun to do the, the shooting anyway. But mm-hmm. I, and I think there was another quirk or, or something that he says in, in this scene too. Where like when he hits the special escape route, it's like on the billboard and like the the mouth of the girl opens up and the guy is like climbing down the rope when Kieran shoots him. Yeah, and he's like um, should have kept your should have kept her mouth shut or something. That's like what that. it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, um, but anyway, yeah. So they so he's dead. This big Russian assassin guy's dead just mm-hmm. like that. Uh, then we go back to the hotel room, Where and Bond's this is like, where we we literally discover Tanya. Like right here, yeah, yeah. Von Heard's noises, well, and she's in the adjoining room, you know. Mm-hmm. Because it starts off, Bond's going to like relax, jump in the shower, and then mm-hmm. he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And then, um, you know, more uh, happy time, I guess you want to call. <laughs> but essentially, secret sexy she, time is what I'm going to call secret, it. Secret sexy time is what you want to call. It. Okay, so secret sexy time. Um, but she pretty much introduces herself, I'm like, "Hey, I'm here. This is what you wanted, right?" Like. Hey, oh, yeah. like, ah, I'm not going to say no. Uh, but then you find out that they're uh, secretly being, like, videotaped, essentially. Yeah, they were being recorded. recorded. Uh, so I don't know if that was, like, behind the scenes. Another production company was working on a separate <laughs> movie or something, and they were just using, you know, some extra B-roll footage or something. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so this is where her character comes into play and meets Bond. Uh, which I think Bond was not really surprised. He, I think he was just kind of waiting for it, if that made sense. Yeah. Um, I think it was it was it was set up to 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 happen that way. Like that was how they were intending to meet, basically. Um, then we go to we're but we're in this we're in this uh, mosque in Istanbul, um, and they're setting up a drop basically where Tanya's dropping something for for Bond to pick up, uh, and we see that there's one of the Russian spies there as well mm-hmm. you know trying to go and and get the uh, to, to intercept basically yeah and uh bond is there you know prepping getting ready to take the spy out and everything and i think bond does knock him out right um because i think I bond knocks him out they take bond the thing was getting ready to but he like he, he moves a different direction because red ends up coming and yeah red, red ends out. up killing him i remember that yeah um, I do remember Red ends up killing him, but I thought like Bond knocked him out, and when he came back by, he had been shot. Which Bond's like, I obviously didn't shoot him. Um, but I that like that that scene kind of runs together for me. Um, yeah, so it was we'll, like we'll, a kind of a blur. Yeah, so we'll kind of push past that one. But anyway, basically, uh, but essentially, the, they get the the blueprints, the ones of the the consulate. Yeah, that, of how um, to how to break in and how to take the mm-hmm. the MacGuffin. Um, and pretty much matches it with Kiram's blueprints of the place mm-hmm. too. And Bond immediately sees through through this as a setup because you know they're uh, you know they're talking about plans and whatnot and when they're going in. And Bond's like, "Well, according to Tanya, we're going in on the 14th." But he's like, "We're going in on the 13th. We're going to go in a day early, just so it's it's unexpected. Because if this is a, a setup trap." We're going in a day early to kind of catch him off guard type deal. 
Um, they meet up. Bond and, and and Tanya meet up at the on a ferry yeah, boat. Yeah, on the ferry boat because he wants to try and find out a little bit more about yeah. what's going on before getting into the concert. That way, he can kind of get an idea of like what this is exactly, what they're is, looking like, for, how to get it out, that kind of thing. In um, another one of those play on um, the things that Bond says and all, like he's recording and um, it does a nice scene transition to M and a couple of the other leaders and all around the table listening to the recording with Money Penny. Uh-huh. And you can tell like Bond's trying to keep it professional and all. But then like the um Tanya's making all these little comments about like trying to get back into bed and this and that. And I know he makes some comment about uh, I think she says is is something about was she the best he had or is American girls better? I forget what exactly she says, Yeah. but um, Bond says something like, well, there was this one time where M and I went to, and like M immediately like, like hits the button and turns it off. off. <laughs> yeah. We've heard enough of that. Yeah. Move along. Uh, Nothing to see But here. I thought that was a really good scene transition between Bond doing the recording with Tanya on the ferry boat to M in the office then, and all then that. Then hearing it the other um, side. It wasn't as like cut cut as they usually do. Mm-hmm. And also, the they didn't style, need like, film editing. They didn't need to show like because it was obvious like he wasn't transmitting it live. It was it was obviously transmitted later, but it was being cut back and forth like it was like it was a live transmission. You know, which was which was pretty mm-hmm. neat. Um, but anyway, you know, so we get more information on it. Uh, Bond, you know, goes in on the thirteenth with, with him and Kira, and he goes in under the guise of trying to get a um, uh, passport or a visa or something like that. From the USSR consulate, um, bomb goes off exactly at 3 p.m. Courtesy of Kiram, causes chaos and everything. Bond goes in, you know, grabs the MacGuffin, um, and they and escape. They pretty much have their like little escape route plan. Yeah, yeah. They they uh, escape they down through the train. tunnels. Yeah, escape down through the tunnels. They're running kind of through the city, um, running to the train. They hop a train, but a Russian spy recognizes them and kind of hops on the train that's with right them. And like, yep yep and then yep. but at the, the same time they kind of keep their distance which is nice uh-huh. uh because i think you don't realize it at first it's a little bit later the kiram uh recognizes them and ends up going to chat with them yeah uh, but and there's literally uh, from here on out man and this is kind of what i like because this is like this takes place on the orient orient express traveling all the way through you know asia and europe um the whole rest of this movie is on this freaking train the rest of the movie is on yes. the train, and I kind of like that because it's told in very unique segments. Like, like every stop of the train is kind of a different chapter of this little mini story of what's happening on the train. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, because there, there was a couple of like little like, not really like fill-ins, but like slow backstories mm-hmm. um, scenes that were really nice. But they were still in the movie, uh, well placed. Like they kept the flow going in the movie and not in a bad way. But like you said, it was a little mini story inside yep. of the main story. You didn't have to have them there, but they filled in, they worked great and it kind of kept the movie going um, and kind of played off the, the bond Tanya, the relationship, the relationship a little bit better. Yeah. Cause for the next um, five, for the next five minutes or so, you've got them, you know, them in their, in their room and they're, you know, mm-hmm. Communicating, kind of getting acquainted, kind of and then getting to him know and each Karen other, talk, and, and then they go back. Yep. Yeah, and you can you can see at this point where they actually do care for each other a little bit. Like 
Bond knows that the, the classic, yeah, yeah. Bond starting to fall for the girl, but knows yeah, to the keep his guard up. Type Bond, deal. despite you know her mission. I mean, it's mm-hmm. that classic back and forth. And yet again, we have more implied sexy time. Um, yes, which um, it's a Bond movie, nothing to be expected. Now, during all this, Kiram is also making arrangements with the train operator to you know stop the train at a precise spot at a certain time so he could meet up with more of his sons or the son's and... gonna pick him up and help him <laughs> smuggle the device across Sm- the yeah. border basically yes yeah and it's around one of these times where he notices the other russian spy and that's when him and bond go and meet the other russian spy introduce themselves have properly a, have a conversation if you will. yes have a conversation if you will and Bond ends up leaving Kirim and the Russian spy to, um, you know, themselves. Which is great, because I love Kirim's personality. Like, his character's personality throughout yeah. this movie. And when he's sitting there pretty much holding him at gunpoint, like, he's not going anywhere. He's like, oh, you like this story. I'll tell you more about it. You know, like, he's just, like, kind of talking to himself, but telling this, you know, yeah. Russian spy with a, a thing in his mouth where he can't talk back. Yeah. You know, this whole story. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Bond goes back with... Tanya, they're doing some more chit chatting, trying on dress, uh, dresses and fashion and it, shows. And at and this all. point, they're, they're, the, the plan is for them to all meet back up um, at, at six. Or a little and, after, because yeah, of a the little, Russian agent. Yeah. yeah, a little after in the um, in the, the restaurant car, because that, that's when they're going to be literally hopping off the train and meeting up with Kirim's sons to, to do the border, th- border thing. Mm-hmm. So, how are Bond, how's Bond and Tanya going to kill a couple hours? <laughs> more secret sexy time more secret sexy time <laughs> now during secret sexy time elsewhere we see red in the background yes. keeping a close eye red on red is Kira. on the train yep mm-hmm. um, needless to say six o'clock rolls around you know mm-hmm. tea time in the uh, food cart because we got reservations don't forget about that <laughs> Um, when the train conductor comes to find Bond and saying, Hey, you're with Kiram, right? Something happened. Yeah. Listen, we got a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Issues. You come check this out. And it's, it's obvious at this point that Grant had killed, you know, both Kiram and Kiram, Kiram and the Russian, but set mm-hmm. it up in a way that it looks like they killed each other. Like in a struggle yes. type deal. Yep. And you could um, tell Bond was like, I don't think they yeah. killed each other, but it's well played, so I have to keep my guard up now. Yeah, Bond immediately didn't buy it, but at the same time, as to his knowledge, there's no one else on the train that's yeah. in, in it. That he knew he's, of. He's yeah. never met Grant. He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so Bond immediately starts interrogating Tanya um, uh, 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 about all this, basically. Like maybe she's more deep than he originally thought you know maybe this mm-hmm. isn't even though she knew he knew something fishy was going on maybe this is a full-blown you know a, a, a much bigger deal than he thought so he gets a little he gets a little rough with her i'm not gonna lie a little mm-hmm. uh, little aggressive with his interrogation there um, now during all this because i think he, he it happened twice and i'm trying to remember the first time if it was before or after Kiram. um i want to say it was before before Kiram uh, got killed, there was several stops where Bond kind of got out and did the little coded message with other people. Yeah, he sent him. This is this. It was after Kiram. 
um because he sent a that's right he does the first one and then the uh, the guy was like where's you know what happened because the stop you know you guys didn't stop we were there waiting yeah what happened and he's like you know hey your your father unfortunately exactly here's his his personal effects basically it's like here then also can you relay a message to m to headquarters yep the Um, headquarters and ends um, and, and says, you know, have have somebody meet me at Zan- Zangri, I believe is is how you pronounce the name of the place they were going. I that's didn't like the, write it down to be honest, but yeah, that's like the last the stop, stop before they get to the border, basically. So that's like mm-hmm. we have to get off here, pretty much. Otherwise, um, you know, we're not getting this thing across the border. Uh, so and during this 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 first stop that that you mentioned after after Kiram's death, when he does the you know basically the secret handshake, I'm going to call it with one of Kiram's sons. <laughs> yeah, the cigarette thing. Um, you see in the train, you know, the, the train behind them, you see Grant Red. watching mm-hmm. them. So he sees how this interaction's supposed to go. So when they get to Zangri, uh, Grant gets off the train before Bond and spots the agent that there's waiting that 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 is there waiting to meet Bond. Um, spots the agent does the secret thing you know they walk off together and then you just see grant come back out wearing the agent's you know hat and briefcase and everything so obviously you know grant took out that agent yeah it pretty much impersonates the agent Mm -hmm. impersonates the agent and then just sits there and waits for bond and they have that interaction and -hmm. then they get back on the train and grant just starts making up stories of you know what what they wanted you know what m wanted them to do and Yep, and, and then plays it off. And, yeah, and then um, it gets a little bit casual. You know, they, they sit down and have dinner together, and Bond sends Grant and Tanya to the dinner car first, and he kind of hangs back and does a little bit of investigation like yeah. on, on this guy because you can definitely see, you know, he's James Bond, man. His job is to, to pick up on these, these subtleties with, with people. Um, so he does that investigation, and then he goes and meets them at the dinner car, we're having a nice dinner. Grant slips um, some some sleepy Tanya, time, yep. some more sleepy time tea from <laughs> the last movie. Time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Pill form this time. And Tanya's Tanya's drink. Um, so she gets all loosey goosey and everything. They escort her back to the car. They put her down. They pull themselves into a separate room. Mm-hmm. And they're 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 chit chatting back and forth. Um, and then Grant just knock but knocks bond out like they're going over a document or something and then grant just just knocks him just clocks him in the back yep. of the head knocks him out um bond you know comes to you know obviously realizes that this is specter all behind it because grant's monologuing and talking about the grandmaster mm-hmm. plan and you know revealing all, all the the, the classic bad guy trope revealing yep. all of his cards which and, i don't know if you realize this because i was reading it and i didn't even think about it until I read it. This is the first dialogue that he has in the whole movie. Oh, like, he, he doesn't every, speak the, at all until he's impersonating the agent. Yeah. 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 It's like, like an the hour entire movie, movie. All of to now. This is yeah. like his first dialogue. Yeah. We're in like literally like the last 15, 20 minutes of this movie right now. He, and he's yeah, only spoken that, yeah. in the last 10. Um, but anyway, um, so Bond comes to, we got this big monologue about revealing, you know, we're pitting the Russians and the, the you know, yeah, England against each other. The whole it's all for you, Mister Bond. And once you know, once we get this, you'll you'll be the one to blame. You know, yeah, your and legacy you're ruined. Now, much. Yeah, this, that, and the other thing. Um, now, so this, Bond, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say this is when it kind of becomes a, a fight scene between the two. 
Yeah, uh, because I think Bond tries what? to. Um, it doesn't become a fight scene yet until well, Bond I know, I mean, tricks him into opening the briefcase. Yeah, because about like Bond asks for the cigarettes, and he's like, "Nope, not giving any. I'm a little bit more clever than that." And then he's like, "Well, what about coins?" He's like, "It's in that briefcase above you. You can yeah. have them." And then he kind of pulls them out, and it's like, "Oh, is there more in the other briefcase?" He's like, "Well, it should be standard issued, so why not? Let's take a look." Yeah. And that's when he does the uh, the tear gassing in the face, and then becomes the, you know the big fight scene, which might I add, I found way better than the fight scenes in the last I movie. really enjoyed this fight scene. It was a good fight scene, yeah. I, like, I, I could tell it. that's where they spent that extra million was just on that fight scene. Well, and it felt like <laughs> how how people actually fight. Like, it felt yes. like, 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 yes, both of these guys have training, but if you have training, if both two people have training, it doesn't mean they both fight like Bruce Lee. You know, exactly. They yeah. actually yeah. fight like people. And where it's and some of the training is to improvise in different scenes, using other things. Like it's not just special mm-hmm. martial arts skills. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, it was it was actually a really good fight scene, and I actually enjoyed it this time. It was good. So I'll, um, I'll touch on that a little bit. Um, give a little bit of trivia on that fight scene. The brutal fight in the train compartment between James Bond and Donald Red Grant only lasted a few minutes on screen, but took three weeks to film. Most oh, of the filming wow. was performed by the actual actors. Very little of it was done with stunt doubles. So that was um, uh, Robert Shaw and and Sean Connery for the majority of that scene, literally fighting each other. <clears throat> That's pretty cool. I yeah. didn't realize it took that long. I mean, I, like I know a lot of times in filming, they film a lot more than what's actually seen. Like you yeah. see ten minutes in a show, they spent like two or three days on. Mm-hmm. Um, but three weeks just on that set scene is whew, yeah, that's three weeks on that one scene. Um, now, once the scene comes to an end, I mean, this is pretty much where the train is starting to slow down mm-hmm. because there's someone in the tracks. Well, first off, the, the the way that fight scene ends is Bond gets the upper hand, and you know the garrot wire comes oh, back yeah, out. Oh yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. With I, the, yeah. I should have know, said that. And Bond's too, yeah. about to you know, be knocked out with the with the garrot, just like he was in the you know the fake Bond was in the beginning of the movie. Be the movie yeah. And then Bond pops out his the secret knife from the briefcase and, That's right, and, and stabs he uses Grant. the gadgets. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, pulls a secret knife out of the briefcase and, and then ends Grant. up choking him with the own watch, like because once he gets him in the arm, which yep. is the arm he was wearing the watch in, he was able to kind of like. Mm-hmm. reverse it on them and um, fun fact even though it's never i don't think it's actually used again in another bond movie the it's assumed that bond kept that watch from the russian because you see it in several other movies like it'll be in like like bond will open like the drawer of a, his desk or something and that watch will be there you know so it's assumed that bomb kept that's cool the garot watch so that's something that kind of falls through a couple of the movies in the future that's pretty um, neat. Even though it's never specifically stated that that it's kept. Um, but anyway, so yeah, the train starts slowing down. There's there's a there's a beautiful flower truck in the middle of the road. It just happened to be broken, you know, broke down right there. <laughs> what a coincidence! Um, and this is where Bond's like, okay, this must have been his stop. You know, this is where we need to get off. And of course, he's trying to get the drugged Tanya up and out of the train, which I love it because she's so tired when she's laying down sleeping. But once she's upstanding, she's, oh, she's completely running. fine <laughs> until she's like, oh, I'm going to go back to night, night time. The you adrenaline know, it's like, kicks it's, it's in great. For, for 30 yeah. seconds at a time. She's like, you listen, um, you'll get 30 seconds of run out of me. And that's it. After that, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm shot, you know. Um, but and this is one of those things where once they get off the play, uh, the train, I found that Bond used that kind of 
intelligent spy thinking in, like spycraft in, in my mind because most people don't always think about this they're mm-hmm. off the train they're hiding behind a rock what does bond do he kind of hops back on the train and hangs until the train gets past the truck and then hops back off yep so that the guy the, the bad guy doesn't know yep. and then sneaks around to kind of like catch the guy off guard knocks um, him out handcuffs him throws him in the truck and, but i will say that um this this guy in the flower truck is our poor henchman of the movie. He is our poor henchman of the movie, man. He just he gets is. like, he gets taken like, like for literally the rest of the film, he is taken <laughs> yes, on this journey against this is his Frank will. Too. I don't, I don't know what the guy's name is, but this is like Frank from the first movie. This is our <laughs> poor henchman you know, of the movie for, for the, for the continuity of this, of this cinematic universe we're building is that this is Frank. From Dr. Uh, Frank, no. ba- Frank, Frank came Frank back. Came to, he got he, another he job. made it out and he said, you know what? Fuck Jamaica. <laughs> I'm requesting a transfer. Send me to Istanbul. Send me somewhere else that I don't have to deal with this shit. Please, please, Spectre, whatever you got to do, you know, you've been good to me so far. Send me somewhere else. He put in a transfer so for they, Spectre's flower delivery yeah, getaway yeah, truck. Yeah, so he shows up. He shows up, and you know, Spectre tells him you got to meet at this train at this certain time uh, to pick up, pick up this guy. And he's like, "All right, sounds like an easy gig, right?" And then whose face does he see but James Bond again? Great. Well, it'd be the, you know, in his defense, he did not he didn't, really see he didn't Bond see him, in the that's first true. one. He did not see him in the first. He one, just got knocked down and had his clothes taken away from him <laughs> in the first one. But poor Frank is sitting here and he's like, great, my luck, my luck. I get transferred literally halfway across the entire freaking world and I run into this guy and he knocks me out. At least I'm wearing clothes again, (laughs) you know, but gets knocked out. Uh, The girl they they put in the back of the flower truck um, to kind of sober up, basically. Uh, And then uh, we just get attacked by a helicopter. Yeah, I know the helicopters came out of nowhere. So I was like, there's this big helicopter yeah. chase scene. I'm like, all right. And I don't know how they did it because that's a really good uh, helicopter operator because he was just like zigzagging back and forth over that truck. I mean, like, well, yeah, every scene you saw, it was like a freaking like a bee, like, like a dropping grenades out of crazy. it and whatnot. Yeah. And then Bond stops and hops out with his with his gun and everything to try and you know, take the guy out. Um you know, mm-hmm. and Bond's like dodging back, you know, dodging out of the way. The helicopter's flying low and everything, trying to buzz him, which I yeah, will dip into fun little... facts for a minute. Um, the pilot that they had doing the, the stunt flying for the helicopter mm-hmm. was actually relatively inexperienced and came really close to Sean Connery on one of the passes by to the point like, oh, like wow. Sean Connery could have died from being decapitated <laughs> by a helicopter blade. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I don't know. That's, if that, that's interesting. I don't know if that stunt pilot continued filming, but <laughs> that's all I had yeah. in the notes. It's, was Bond almost died doing that helicopter scene? And I think because there's one scene um, that like where he jumps out of the way, but I'm like, damn, that was like real close. Either this was mm-hmm. great trick photography, or that was really close. Yeah. Um, so who knows? That'd be interesting to find out, though. Yeah, but anyway, we had some back and forth going on with the with the helicopter, and then Bond finally pulls out his gun and everything, and shoots. Yeah, he finds that little spot where he can uh, yeah, a little, like, like hiding in, rocks in some a little rocks, bit for cover. Yeah. Yep. And the helicopter's and over the, the top of him. 
Yeah, I was say, the helicopter kind of takes its time to kind of find him and kind of hover, and the yep. guy was just getting ready to angle right to drop the grenade down. And Bond and shoots what the happens. grenade out of his hand. <laughs> well, this, the thing is, what I liked about this one is it wasn't that Bond was such a good shot that he shot the grenade out of the guy's hand. He shot the guy in the arm, in the which arm, made the guy drop, the, drop grenade. the grenade in yep. the helicopter, which is perfect. Because realistically, I see that happening more than that one in a million chance of shooting that the you're grenade use the force to hit the grenade <laughs> you know so i i liked how that was done i'm like oh i mm. like that so much better uh, and then um, of course you know the helicopter blows up so that one shot that's all bond needed to take out a helicopter yep so so it goes kablooey and then, um, um and then we yep, make it we make it crashes. to the we then we just go back in the truck and we make it to the uh, to the escape boat um yes. we've got the escape boat and for some reason rather than letting frank go here we put him. No, he drags on, Frank with them. We on put the him boat. on the boat with us. We're bringing this poor bastard with us on our escape boat, and then we start driving. We drive for a few minutes, and then what do we ask him? Do you know how to swim? Can you swim? Yeah, and then pushes him overboard. And before he, before Frank even has a chance to respond, she <laughs> pushes him overboard in the middle of the water. And that's it. Like, Frank's gone. God. Now that poor I man, I feel for. <laughs> I will say this. I don't think this will be the end of Frank. I think Frank will come back. Frank will return. Frank will return <laughs> Frank in, the will next return movie. in the next he movie. He will. He will. So now they're like, hey, we've got like four barrels of fuel, like barrels of fuel. We can like tour the whole ocean. We can drive we'll all fine. the way to Venice. That's the plan. They're headed yeah. back to Venice. You know, we're, that's, we're, we're headed all the way back to Venice. Now, this... This is where it cuts over to uh, Mr. Bigglesworth. Yes, okay. That's where I, th- I three thought I got. Three and five. I yeah. thought I mixed my notes up, but no, okay. No, 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 because it, it's literally they get on the boat and take off. Then you see Bigglesworth three and five together. Yep. Uh, and not three Bigglesworth, five Bigglesworth. The, the evil villain has Bigglesworth with Agent three, which was the Russian general defected, and yeah. Agent f- or number five, which was the chess player the guy. Chess guy, yeah. Um, all having their little meeting like hey there's failure why we don't fail we what promise happened? something what's yeah who's to blame here and all the blame is being pointed towards the the russian who followed plans according to the way they were given and it was to number the team. it was number five's plan but number five's blame everything on number three yep did everything we were told to and, of and course then they we send in big dude, the, 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 yeah, the big, big brute guy into, yeah. uh, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call, yeah, I'm going to call three. him number seven. You're calling number seven. I'm call, so the, call him I, don't, number I, don't, seven. I don't do seven because I think the anti or the specter seven should be equivalent <laughs> the, the to, to bond. <laughs> yeah. To, to bond seven. <laughs> and I feel like up until. He he died. I felt like Red was the perfect. Yeah, Red was. Bond okay. seven. So right, I felt like enough. Red was seven. So we can call him nine. All right, he'll be he'll be Agent Nine. Um, nine is when I works for me because nine's <laughs> always referenced in Bond movies. It's there always double O seven and double O nine and double O six. You never yep. hear about any of the other double O's that I remember. <laughs> but um, um, so you got you got henceforth referred to as Agent Nine, the giant man, who walks in, and you think for a second that they're going to be punishing, you know, the, Three. the female because you know the the Russian. Yeah. Which number three? The, the best thing is he has this, he has one of those little boot knives, I'm which like, is you a, have this giant guy come in and he's got a boot knife. Like what? <laughs> I immediately started laughing here because when we think you know bad too. things are going to happen, the the uh, the the big guy literally 
kicks number five, the chess player, in the shin with the boot knife. <laughs> yeah. Just kicks him and, in the shin. And he's just like, kind of like, what? Why? Why me? And then dies. Yeah. It's and a I look at his where it's like, 12 seconds. We need to make that poison A little bit quicker. more effective. Yeah. 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 Like, he just, um, like, died instantly. He he barely had a time to give you a confused expression <laughs> before he died. How can you make that any more quicker? Side note, the boot knives that were used in this movie, um, that, is a real, uh, that is a real weapon used by the KGB during the same time frame, which is the Russian intelligence organization. I mean, that, that definitely makes more so, sense. Like, the I knew poison tip boot a knife is a, real, is a real thing that the KGB used, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, number five's dead. Uh, we Three has a second chance. Yep. We cut back to the boat escape headed towards Venice. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, specter agents come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. with boats, cutting them off. Uh, and we like, got this epic boat huge, chase ensues. Yep. And then they know. start shooting they get the barrels fuels leaking everywhere. Mm-hmm. So what does Bond do? Drops the barrels. The yeah. Drops all Everyone the barrels Everyone kind of stops. Barrels are just kind of floating in the water. And Tiny's like, why are we stopping? Like, we, we're lighter now. We can definitely yeah. outrun them. He's like, no, and no, Bond just goes like, gun. hand me the flare gun. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we know what happens next. Kaboom! Yeah, Bond shoots one of the barrels, chain reaction, you know, all the boats blow up. People are caught catching on fire, falling into the water. Just mm-hmm. just a big hellscape happens on this on this ocean front, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, it's, it's a horror show, really. For, for is, a PG really film, is. there's a lot of people on fire in this film. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> well, well, the one guy jumped in the water, so hopefully he's still alive. He'll be we'll okay. find out in the next movie. That's Steve. But, um, <laughs> that's Steve. Steve. Steve was having a um, horrible day. The, the weather was not treating him well. Steve anyway, was promised he, uh, the world, and he ended up. He was promised the world, and instead he found himself on a hot day. And uh, so the the boat takes off. Bond and Tanya are sailing away. Everything's good. Then we cut to them in the hotel room, you know, at, and I think in... They're in Venice. They're back in Venice. Are they in Venice? Yeah, yeah they're in Venice now. You get there. They have the hotel room. They're getting ready to get their stuff together and head out. And, he, you know, Bond's got a call. And he's like, oh, no, everything's good. It shall be, like, routine, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, you have the maid who comes in to help clean up the room a little bit. And you kind of see her looking around. Like, she looks familiar. She goes to grab the, the thing and puts it back down because Bond gets another call. Mm-hmm. And as they're going, uh, Tanya pops her head around and realizes that this it's is number, number three, three the yes. general defective. And she's like, no, no, be quiet. And Tanya's like, uh, what do I do? What's going on? Because I don't <laughs> think it was ever clarified, at least that we know, to Tanya that she was being played as well. She thought that she was working following for orders the Russian government, for yeah. Russian government, and that was one of the things that was revealed when Red was talking to Bond was saying, "No, you know, the general is Spectre, yeah. but she is not." Yeah, but it was we never pretty much full on her. Yeah, it was never revealed on camera that she was filled in on this situation. Exactly, because she was still passed out from the drugs yeah. at that point in time. Um, so you kind of see her contemplating what to do like does she listen to follow her orders or not which i think was kind of clever because i don't th- yeah. I, it makes you feel like bond never told her which yeah you could see sense. it seemed like she was struggling um, with with what to do yeah yeah so what um what's kind of cool about the scene is like it, it you see that it looks like specter's gonna get the upper hand and you know has bonds 
um, at gunpoint. You know, she takes the device, gets Tanya out of the room, and Bond's like, well, this is it. It was nice. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Have fun, everyone. And Tanya comes back in and goes after her. Little fight scene breaks out. Bond obviously wins. Yeah, Bond gets the gun, um, shoots her. Mm-hmm. And the, the best part, and this was uh, another one of those little comment things, she had the boot, too. And, like, she's kind of coming after him. Like, what is with this stupid boot? And Bond's like, ah, she's just kicking me with a boot. So he's like, has a chair, like, pins her against a wall with a chair just to keep her out of, you know, kicking distance. I did love it. And I laughed. There was something beautiful about watching a a maid try to, like, ankle kick James Bond across a room. While she's, like, chair pinned to the wall. Like, it was was hysterical. Um, But, like, after she was all taken out and done, you know, I think Tanya made some comment about, man, that was, uh, says something about her. And Bond's like, yeah, she had a little kick in her. She had a little kick in her. <laughs> and I just laughed. I was hysterical. I'm like, oh, yep, there's there's the Bond quirks yep, again. Yep, I love it, man. Um, I love it so much. Um, and then we cut to them in, in a Venice uh, a Venice boat, just kind of hanging out, yes. talking, just a little recap, basically. Yep. And then it gets all romantic and everything. And, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the yep. song starts you know what playing. Happens? You know what happens? What happens, Jordan? Another Bond and girl boat scene ending. That's it's right. Like every time we see him, it's the exact same as the first movie. With it's just like when we first time. saw Bond. <laughs> Secret sexy time in the boat at the end of the movie. This is the second one in a row now. Hey, man, 60s. Sex in boats was, was the thing. Yeah, but if he was like, was Bond like a sailor before he became a double O? Because that would make so much more sense. <laughs> He just, just, he just loves boats, you know. They're so slow, you got plenty of time to get all the sexy time you want. Well, I was going to say, yeah, in his defense, it wasn't like a speedboat like he was going down the road. I mean, he was just kind of cruising in the first one because he was being towed in the second one. I mean, they're just kind of cruising in Venice, too. So. Um, and then the, <laughs> I but, guess it sets the mood. I don't know. Exactly. Um, and then the song starts to play, the From Russia. Yes, yeah, the, the ending credits. You know, yeah. Which uh, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the, the, the song kind of tying it all all together. Um, and that was it, man. That was From Russia With Love. That was it. Numero was dos it. in the James Bond franchise. Never took place in Russia at all. Nope. <laughs> Featured some Russians, but never took place in Russia. They represented. Good, good looking at good looking at so yes that is it that is a movie wrapped up good movie poor frank he made his appearance he will return in the next one frank will, oh um, which that actually reminds me the um frank will return this is the first time we saw see when the credits start that it says james bond you know james bond will return in goldfinger that's right that's the first time right. we see that and you see that all the way up through i think octopussy in 1983 i think that's the last one that does that and then after that they don't do the james bond will return um, um i i know they did it in specter like the newest daniel craig specter yeah. at the end i know he did it in that one because i just okay to so watch they, that one so a few they brought weeks it back. ago but i, I don't I remember that. the other movies yeah, yeah. no they did yeah. after but 83 they, they stopped doing it if I remember correctly, Inspector, because um, it was one of those like I had playing kind of off in the background since I've already seen it. Mm-hmm. It was um, at the end end of the credits, like when it was all said and done, kind of like Marvel would do their yeah. end credit little cutscene. That's when it popped up, and it just said, you know, Bond will return. Mm-hmm. I forget what it said after that, but uh, yeah, 
So I know they, they have done it in like one or two others, but I don't remember which ones yeah. off top hand. So, um, so Jordan, is it time? It is trivia time, Eric. It's what do you got for us? Trivia, trivia time. Da, da, da. We really have to do like a like like a jingle get for a, that. Get a yeah. jingle or something, so I don't have to sing it every time. <laughs> no, no, like because like, I am not a singer. <laughs> if you have not already realized this, um, so trivia time, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first little piece of tri- trivia: Sir Sean Connery refers to this as his favorite of all of the Bond movies that he filmed. This was the one that he enjoyed the really? most was from Russia with now, as far as like a, a full on movie or like just during filming, like did it say, uh, just his, his favorite bond movie that, that, that he oh, okay, did cool. was, was this one. Um, also to go with that same theme, both Timothy Dalton and Daniel Craig referred to this with this as their favorite bond movie of all time. So that's cool. So too. two other bonds list this one as their favorite bond movie. Um, this was the last, of course, only two Bond movies so far, but this was the the last James Bond movie viewed by the uh, creator Ian Fleming um, before he died. Um, and also, as a side note on that, you remember last time I said Ian Fleming was not a fan of Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Even though uh, Ian Fleming had his reservations about the choice of Sean Connery, after seeing his performance in this movie... Fleming was completely won over by the actor. And in fact, as a result, Fleming modified Scottish ancestry into Bond's character um, into the future novels that he did. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So so he added Scottish ancestry being part of Bond's canon because he liked Sean Connery's Connor, performance yeah, in, in From Russia movie. We Love so much. Whereas in the first movie, he didn't. But yeah, he, yeah. but Sean Connery won him over in this movie, um, which I, I and like I said, he he did a great job with Bond in this movie. Like he definitely he, played off Bond a lot yeah, better. In this he one. was the he he. It feels more Bond. This movie's I really like this one because this is definitely it feels more Bond. Yes, um, it than, does. Doctor No did. Um, so also a little bit of trivia. Hoping for an end to the Cold War, the producers Albert Broccoli and Harry Saltzman did not want James Bond's main enemy to be Russian. So for the movie version, his nemesis was changed to Spectre, whereas in the novel, why it's called From Russia With Love, is his enemies were the Russians in the book. But to prevent Cold War tensions, they changed it to a fictional organization for the movie, um, seeking revenge for the death of their operative Dr. No. Well, plus, it, it kind of fits the story as far as a sequel. You know, like, it's a separate Bond movie, but, but in a way, it was also a sequel to the first one. Yeah, it made sense. It was great. Like, it, it works well either way. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, this movie also marks the last appearance of Sylvia Trench, uh, his girlfriend in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the original plan for Sylvia was for her to pe- appear in each movie as Bond's regular girlfriend, who is continually frustrated that Bond's called away on his next assignment. Um, obviously that idea was scrapped because she doesn't appear in any, any of the future movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. The collapsing rifle giving to bond given to bond is not a gimmick, but it's actually an Armalite R seven survival rifle, um, which is say. a real weapon that can be disassembled into its stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is, I've seen, I think, uh, Henry makes one. Yep. As uh, of 2015, like a, uh, it is still in production by the Henry yep. repeating firearms company. Um, yeah, and I've one seen of the, one a few years ago. And one of the few firearms that will float when dropped into water. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I've seen them. They're they're actually kind of neat. They, uh, they. I think they were meant for not just survival, but like uh, I was told somewhere that they used them for like pilots and stuff. Like if a pilot went down, mm-hmm. they could keep it on their back because it was small, but they could use it not necessarily to defend themselves, but use it for like uh, small like squirrels and stuff like that. Because I think it was only like a twenty-two, twenty-two caliber. Yeah, in the movie, yeah, it's but, listed as a twenty-five, but it's really just a twenty-two. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things that they could use for survival just to kind of, cause it doesn't, it's not much that they can hold, but it's something. Yeah. But they were, they are kind of neat. I remember looking up, uh, looking into them a few <laughs> years back. Um, but yeah, not much trivia for that one. I mean, there's a few other things I saw, but those were, those were kind of the most interesting ones or the most pertinent, pertinent ones to the Bond universe. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. That's all I got for trivia time. All right. So that means we are done wrapped up with uh from russia with love yes um we will see frank again frank will return (laughs) that being said we now have um our ranking system we now have our ranking system yes so we're we're not ranking bond because it's still the same bond but we are ranking which movie and which villain correct I think I think that's what we're going to continue on from each movie we can do you i hope you're keeping up with the villain list because i've only got the the film list well, I will say, out of the two films, I definitely like this one better. So, From Russia with Love is now the new film. Uh, as far Wait a minute, as, what about my opinion here? I, I was going to ask you since <laughs> I was done giving my opinion of the villain, but no, I'm sorry. You go first, then we'll talk villain. Your opinion no. on the movie. Go right ahead. Go ahead. Uh, as I said in the beginning, From Russia with Love, I, I absolutely love this movie. Um, this this really is a good Bond movie. It's It really kicks off. It, you, you really feel like James Bond. James Bond's becoming uh, a, a, a real character. I, I think it yes. flowed very well. It didn't feel slow. You know, the gypsy scene may have ran on a little bit too long, but the movie actually. But still, it, it, was it went at a well good place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the little subtleties with the background of of uh, Red Grant. Um, yes. Him working in the background the whole time. I think the whole movie worked incredibly well, so it is absolutely my current my current number one, um, hands down. From Russia with Love would be my number one as well. So, yep. So I agree with you. Russia with Love would Russia be with love. would be the top. the hoodoo number one so far. Still, still top, still top. Uh, well, still top. It's currently the top movie. Now, villain. Um, I think. Currently, as much as I liked Grant in this movie as uh, the anti-Bond, so to speak, yeah, I still think I kind of like Doctor No as the main villain uh, because in this movie, it, they played it off like the main villain was whoever it was in the chair, Bigglesworth, like the Spectre lead agent, yeah, like, like number B- one. Bigsley, Bill, Billsley, Bigsley, he's got a name. Um, I don't know. I don't even act- think it's a reference. They called him as one. Yeah. Um, his his name's B, uh, B, B something. But anyway, the the actor, you never see his face, but the actor who plays that character um, was the same actor who played the geologist in Dr. No. I was going to say the voice sounded yeah, very familiar. It's the geologist from Dr. No. It's the same actor. Um, different, completely different character, but it's just the same actor was playing that since you never actually saw his face. Face, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that being said, it, even with Grant's anti-Bond character in this movie, I still think looking at what I consider the main villain of the movie, I still feel like Dr. No took the cake on that one mm-hmm. out of the two. 
because to me Grant wasn't a main villain. He was like that anti Bond. He was kind of like the three blind mice from the first from Doctor No, yeah. but was the one that was always you know, kind of well, setting up the obstacles for Bond. But throughout are the movie. are we include if that's the case? Like, wouldn't technically the enemy from Front Russia be loved just be be Spectre or be you know? Yeah, but see, and that's the thing. Spectre is the the whole yeah. uh, operation. And Dr. No was part of Spectre. So in in that regards, I think Dr. No played a good villain of the movie. I'll give you that. It'd be Dr. No versus Grant. I'll give you that. Yeah. As far as Russia with Love, you had Spectre 1, 3, 5, and Grant, who was like the villain, you know, anti-Bond of the movie. But I don't feel like Grant was a good villain. I think he was the villain operator. He was the muscle. Yeah. He was yeah. like the muscle. He played a really good like anti Bond through the movie, so he would take the cake there. But he was not a main villain in my books. Like yes, he worked with Spectra, but mm-hmm. he was brought in from the uh, number three, the Russian um, general. And even then, I wouldn't consider her or five or even one as a big villain because they're all kind of you don't see a lot of them. So I still feel like Doctor No was played well as the main villain of the movie. And even when you see him at the end, like I, I think right now he's still currently my my favorite. I would I would villain. give you that. I'd agree with you on that one. I think I I, so. I would put Doctor No, and then and then uh, if we're going if we're going with Grant as the the the, the bad guy for from Russia with Love, well, I put Grant at number two as well. Um, so yeah, I'd agree with you on that one. So so far our list is as follows: number one movie from Russia with Love, followed by Doctor No at number two. Mm-hmm. Number one villain, Doctor No. Is Dr. Number no. two, Donald Red Grant from, from yes. Russia with Love. So, I still don't know if I consider him a villain, but we'll we'll put him on there for <laughs> for uh, so, um, sequence sakes. So you keep make sure you keep up with the villain list. <laughs> All right, I, I will. I'll have to start writing these down, and that way, because I'll, I'll lose track after like five, if, if that. You know, if I make it to five, we got be, we got twenty four more to go, man. <laughs> Can't wait. So much fun. Um, so that is from Russia with love all wrapped up. Very enjoyable movie for those who haven't seen it. Definitely check it out. Um, even being an older classic movie, uh, and even for my taste, like I was able to get in and follow it. There was a couple of times where I was like losing interest here and there just because of the, the type of movie, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's an older type of movie, but I still think the story, the actors and actresses, um, all hold up from beginning to end, even yep. in today's time frame. So yeah. definitely worth uh, giving it a, a try and looking through it and watching it. Um, that being said, our next movie is Goldfinger, right? Goldfinger, yep, number three. Yet yes. another Sean Connery movie. So those who want to keep up, uh, we're like I said, we're going to be rolling this in week after week until the very end, until number 25 comes out. So goldfinger's next if you guys want to watch it with us and listen to our view and send us your comments and stuff uh with that eric do you want to do your normal routine absolutely uh ladies and gentlemen if you liked what you listened to in this episode of friday films bond spectacular I'm going to change the title of that That's gonna be great. episode, I'm pretty sure. Um, but if you liked what you listened to <laughs> in this in this episode, 
Hit us up, man. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Hoodoo Presents. It's the best way to get a hold of us, best way to share your Bond list with us. What are your favorite Bonds, you know, um, uh, Bond movies, Bond villains, your favorite Bond in general? Uh, which Bond did you grow up with? You know, Share all of this with us at, at, at Hoodoo Presents. We like to interact with you guys as much as possible. Um, you know what? I was that just said, thinking, that's all I got, Jordan. We've got to, by the time the, this is ends and we get to 25, we've got to find a way to do a, uh, like a, a voting system so that everybody like puts in their votes and then we can see, you know, who trumps all that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of neat. We could do a, um, we could put up yeah, a Twitter, something. It'd be kind of neat. That way just to see what, which bond, which movie yeah. gets like the higher rankings out of all of them. That'd be kind of cool. Um, but no, that's, mm-hmm. that's all, that's all I got. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I guess, uh, again, everyone, thank you for listening. This is Jordan and Eric again from hoodoo. And, uh, Till next time, let the credits roll.